the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at the website, dipetro.com. This portion of the program is brought to you by PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Rhode Island's number one garden center, folks. They are calling your name. Pop by and see them. They're open seven days a week. Fall is here. What a great selection they have. As far as homegrown mums and kale are outstanding. Four 12-inch pots, 10-inch, 12-inch hangers, 12-inch patio pots, six to nine-inch kale assorted colors, plus four to six-inch ornamental peppers. They have pumpkins, straw, cornstalks, gourds, sugar pumpkins, fall decorations, so much more. And this is the best time of year to plant trees and shrubs. Screen loom, crushed stone, mulch still available, pickup and delivery, and gift certificates. Pop by and see them. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Look for them on Facebook, located 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. So we are um, tracking folks and watching that there are several stories right now that are certainly uh, making headlines. And a big one is what's going on right now in the state. Today is deadline day for the vaccine mandate. Now, I'm seeing some of the headlines. Progressives are flexing new strength and digging in on a 3.5 trillion spending bill folks it's just it's never going to happen what they're illustrating right now is it's it's never going to happen senator joe manchin has said he's never supporting something like that so the more they push that it's not going to go anywhere and so you're seeing right now and we can only hope that the Republican Party nationwide and then closer to home that they can take advantage of it. Because this is, I, I just don't remember, this is a full-blown civil war within the Democrat Party between the progressives and the moderates. I mean, that's what's happening right now in real time. In real time, that's what's going on. Uh, and there's no sense to... I mean, this whole thing, they don't care. AOC, the progressives, their whole attitude is burn it down. That's their attitude. Burn it down. So what? Who cares? Let it go. If it fails, it fails. They are all or nothing. You know, they are, they are impossible to negotiate against and negotiate with is what I mean. They are impossible. They are. It's non-negotiable demands. And at their own peril, folks, in many ways, it's, it's really the union mentality is, is what you're seeing play out here. It's the union mentality of non-negotiable demands. Wall Street Journal has a piece, Joe Manchin's Intervention. Democrats are trying to pass a Bernie Sanders agenda, Bernie Sanders agenda on a Joe Biden mandate. Also, New Jersey's taxing governor says no more. Phil Murphy swears off his main addiction, if you believe in miracles. But I want to get to with, with what's happening. And this is significant. Joe Manchin, who, by the way, folks, I just think he he looks like the twin brother to me of Joe Theismann. He's the West Virginia Democrat. House Democrats scrambled all day and failed to come up with the votes to pass the Senate infrastructure bill. But the bigger news this week is West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin's declaration of what he won't accept in the separate $3.5 trillion tax and spending bill. They write, think of this as an intervention to save the Democrat Party and the country from the left. The progressives are furious with Manchin and with Arizona Senator uh, Kirsten Sinema for refusing to go along with the Bernie Sanders entitlement dreamscape as an act of retribution, they threaten to scuttle the one trillion infrastructure bill that the two Democrats negotiated with the Republicans. Sanders wants the House to defeat the infrastructure bill, a Biden priority, and Pelosi had to delay going to the floor again yesterday because she lacked the votes to pass it. Unless it passes. 
the moderate liberals who support the infrastructure bill will know they're riding in the back of the party bus. Not so Mr. Manchin, who has the leverage in a 50-50 Senate to ride in the front, maybe even drive the bus. They can't afford to lose his vote, yet the left and the White House have behaved if somehow the West Virginian would roll over in the end. Manchin's been sending signals for months that his support has limits. First, he refused to break the Senate filibuster. Then he said he couldn't support the $3.5 trillion because it's inflationary and the economy no longer needs the help. Then, in a page, he called for a strategic pause on the spending bill to debate specific policies. He might as well have been Ted Cruz for all the Democrat leaders paid attention. Then, in a statement, remark Wednesday, Thursday, Manchin laid down markers that Democrats can no longer ignore. He won't support more than $1.5 trillion in new spending. He says social programs must be targeted to those that need not expanded beyond what's fiscally possible. He's willing to raise some taxes, but nothing like what's in the $2.1 trillion House Ways and Means bill. What I've made clear to the present Democrat leaders, spending trillions more in new expanded government programs, we can't even pay... For essential social programs, like Social Security, Medicare, is the definition of fiscal insanity. And he's right. Democrats may be angry, but as the days go by, they may recognize Manchin's doing them a favor. With Biden abdicating to the left, Manchin's providing a reality check on progressive excess. Inflation's already a political problem for Democrats. Another spending blowout would further associate with the party with rising prices and falling real wages. The overriding problem for Democrats is they're trying to pass a Bernie Sanders agenda with a Joe Biden mandate. Biden won because he ran against Trump's chaotic leadership and promised to end the pandemic. Even then, he lacked coattails. Lacked coattails as Democrats lost seats in the House and won the Senate only because Trump demoralized GOP voters in two Georgia races. Biden ran explicitly against Sanders socialism in the primaries. As the nominee, he felt obligated to endorse, quote, a unity agenda with Sanders. But that should have gone by the wayside with the small majority in Congress. For reasons that are hard to understand, Biden came to believe he was FDR, could pass the Sanders agenda as his own. He has no mandate for the vast expansion of government he's proposing. And if Democrats somehow manage to pass even half of it, they'll be crushed in 2022. This is the political message if you read between the lines of Manchin's warnings. As he put it on Thursday, progressive Democrats can campaign in 2022 on what they didn't pass this year in in Congress. Then they might have a mandate for what they're trying to jam through now without enough public support. So they finished saying, unlike Manchin, we think even 1.5 trillion more in spending is far too much after Congress spent 5.4 trillion in the last year. Folks, this is ridiculous. More than the amount of new spending and even more than the tax increases, the real danger is from the many new entitlements demanded by the left. Even if they start small, they'll always grow. And even if they're phased out to fit a 10-year budget, they'll never be repealed. These entitlements are the largest stakes as Democrats try to pass whatever they can without a voter mandate. They would corrode the federal fisc and trench government from cradle to grave. Meantime, Manchin's trying to save Democrats from themselves. So, folks, he is exactly right. And I, I mean, he sounds dug in. But AOC, Sanders, folks, they don't care. They are absolutely, you know, go to the wall. I'm looking at right now, headline, House Democrats meetings turn into showdown over infrastructure bill. This is New York Times, the morning. An era of Democrat unity may be coming to an end. House Democrats delaying of a vote in the infrastructure bill signals major divisions within the party. President Biden's slide with key Democrat voters is either a blip 
or a danger sign. Politically vulnerable Democrats plead with liberal colleagues to lift their blockade of the bipartisan infrastructure bill. Two key centrist senators balking at the size of ambition. The appeal did not appear to block the logjam. Folks, this thing could collapse, and let's hope it does. Now, even here in Rhode Island, by the way, major war bar, major civil war within the Democrat Party. Like, this is it. It's the Matt Brown progressives. See, Governor McKee is a moderate. And what's happening right now is this is absolute war between you have the Aaron Ruggenberg, who's kind of, you know, he's a big progressive. Then you have the Matt Brown socialists. This Aaron Ruggenberg who lost to McKee, thank God. Writing Rhode Island's progressive movement is better than this. And the Globe just keeps publishing it. I also want to look at some, um, you know, I'm also looking at a headline, how Federal Hill survived the pandemic. I'm going to disagree with that. Um, I have friends that have businesses and restaurants on Federal Hill. But, folks, uh, they, they, Mayor Lorza allowed protesters and others to ruin Federal Hill. Federal Hill was supposed to be like the North End. Federal Hill is supposed to be all different kinds of one full Italian restaurants. Now they have hookah bars, they have Indian food. Now they have all kinds of you know they have whatever they are pockets. I, I I don't I don't like what Federal Hill has turned into. I'll always love Angelo's. I one of my favorite my two favorite restaurants are both on Federal Hill, the Old Canteen and Angelo's. But. They, they've allowed others to ruin it. I also just want to look at some of the headlines here. In life after the Patriots, Brady emerged as an every man like no other. Um, here's another headline. After all the buildup, this is the issue. Is there any way the Patriots can actually beat Tampa Bay? I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Orioles troll Red Sox over 2011 collapse after taking two of three to push Boston into a wildcard tie. I don't know who's really following that anymore. I mean, it's football season for crying out loud. It just is. Um, and the here's the thing, folks: the progressives fighting with the moderate Biden, McKee. He falls under that umbrella. This is good. Let them be exposed. They're socialists. Let them be exposed for the socialists that they are. So I don't know. Can the Patriots win? I think the line, is it six and a half, five and a half? Something like that. It's either five and a half or six and a half. So, but it is Friday, folks, and it is October 1st. All right, let me um, jump into action. And I received a nice email the other day. And uh, let's see if we can get her on the line. And, folks, I do want to play something to watch. Is It's not your imagination, about all the illegals not only coming into the country, but then also headed our way. It's very, very dangerous what they're planning right now. I think it's very, very dangerous. All right, but first, let me see if I can reach our friend Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Folks, it's Friday. It's sunny out. It's going to be a nice weekend. Good day to hop in the car. She's uh, so delightful to talk to. Folks, here she is joining us right now. It is Happy Friday in October 1st. It's Marie at It's My Health. Good afternoon, Marie. Hey, John. How are you today? How is Washington, D.C.? You know, it was just terrific, Marie. And we are uh, so fortunate to be in an area where people can drive over to 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland and have someone like yourself that that is so helpful. And if anything, Marie... People, regardless of what people think, people need to remain healthy. People need to focus on the health. And that's what It's My Health is all about. Absolutely. You know, we do whatever we can to help people find the right products to help them with whatever challenge that they're having. Yes. And, you know, Marie, there's a lot of different debates about some of our frontline healthcare workers and people that feel they have natural immunity. I tell people one of the best things people can do is use this situation to be as healthy as they can. And whether it be uh, vitamins or herb, 
herbal remedies or some of the delicious local products you have, like I see, I encourage everyone to pop by It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, and stock up, stock up on some products that will keep them healthy and their family healthy. Absolutely. We have many, many things for, immuni- uh, for immunity, um, things especially as the days are getting shorter and cooler. Um, you know, we start running into the cold and flu season on top of all the COVID mess. Um, just keeping that immune system strong, getting fresh air, eating a decent, you know, have a big salad every day. You know, yep. there are lots of things that you can do to, um, to keep that immune system strong. Now, Marie, with the uh, fall weather that has arrived, how about some nice tea? How about people in the afternoon or at night in the morning having some a nice tea? And you have over 250 different types of teas. Oh, that's just the bulk teas. That doesn't even count all the box teas. Wow. But we do we do have quite a few. And as we get into these cooler weathers, there's one that I really like. It's called Warming Crimson Berry. So it does, it has the, um, not like a hot pepper, but it's got that little bit of, of zing to it. So it just really warms you from head to toe. Folks, we're speaking to Marie. It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Uh, today is a perfect day. It's nice and dry. It's a good day to get things done. Marie, what are your hours for today and also for tomorrow? We'll be here today until 530 and all day tomorrow, 9 to 4. You are the queen of health. And how great is the uh, state senator from the Burville area, Jessica? She is something else. Jessica is the best. She yeah. fights for us. She does. I mean, she's a minority, right, you know, because her voice just, you know, isn't as loud as all these crazy Democrats that we have, but she fights for us every minute of every day. She and does. I get her emails. I watch yep. her on Facebook. She's, she's on top of it. She is. Marie, great to talk to you. You're the queen of health, and we'll talk to you again. Thanks, John. Take care. All right, folks, there it is. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Now, speaking of Cumberland, don't forget, maybe you're listening right now, and there's two schools of thoughts. Some people say, Should I buy now because there's so many different buyers out there? Or other people say, well, wait a minute. If I buy right now, am I buying at the top of the market? Here's the answer. Contact Pat Elston, 401-474-5253. If you log on at the website to Petro.com, there's a direct link to Pat. Caldwell Banker Realty. She's based in Cumberland. 20 years experience, license in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Listen, in this real estate market, here's what I know. It's not amateur hour. Contact Pat, 401-474-5253, 401-474-5253. There's a direct link right at the website, petro.com. Well, folks, good afternoon. And again, uh, later I will be posting. Uh, it was really tremendous being in D.C., I really, um, for those that missed it, there's a nice photo. I had a chance. It actually got picked up by the trades. A nice photo with Marjorie Taylor Greene, who is, um, you know, just so impressive. And she's got so many fans. And talk about star power. She is uh, very approachable and highly, highly likable. Um I meet a lot of different people, and it's something like that. I mean, you're just meeting so many different types of individuals. But Marjorie Taylor Greene, she is the real deal. I see why she has succeeded. President Trump loves her. And she is just a star to watch. And she is not afraid, by the way. She is not afraid to go toe-to-toe with Cicilline, with AOC, uh, with a lot of them. Uh, with a lot of the progressives in in uh, in Congress, she is not afraid to go toe to toe with them in uh, in any way. So, I also want to just check some other stories. Um, that's interesting. All right, I'll get to that story. Facebook grilled and set a hearing over impact on teens. I, I, not enough can be done about that. But folks, the the, the big story is this infrastructure bill. And just the fact that right now, as we speak, that I think they are very far apart. They are very, very far apart um, as far as getting that that thing passed. And I also want to. Um, uh, so this is interesting. Mike Lindell announces huge election lawsuit. All right. Well, we'll follow up the latest on that. 
not exactly sure where that's going. But, uh, folks, this the, the Biden agenda is is becoming the Titanic. The, the Biden presidency is absolutely um, without question is is becoming the Titanic. How about this headline? 72% of black New York residences age 18 to 44 are banned from entering dining establishments. 72% of black New York City residents 18 to 44. You know why? Because that's how many are, are unvaccinated. Now, this is also President Biden's going to travel to Capitol Hill to speak to House Democrats this afternoon. That's big. I, I, I just don't think it's happening. I don't think he has it. I don't think he has the juice um, to make it happen. Washington Post, Joe Manchin delivers a dagger to the heart of the progressive cause. Good. Folks, they need to be defeated. And they need to be defeated in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Biden approval of handling of immigration down from 43% to 35%. The, the thing about the Biden presidency is he is not built to turn it around. He is not built to stem the tide. He's not. Biden approval rating slips to 50%, and it's going to keep going. Folks, as I said, it is starting to look now that he was just used as the likable guy in the basement to take out Trump. And that's it. That's all he was. And now that he's in office, now again, no one is thrilled at the thought of Harris being the VP. Let's be very clear about that. But um, but the, the Joe Manchin, Senator Manchin, Democrat of West Virginia, he is, he is standing up. Folks, the only way to stop the progressives is they, they won't negotiate. They won't negotiate. So the only way to deal with them is <clears throat> you got to mean business with them. And you have to defeat them. That's what I'm trying to say. The only you, you can't work with them. This is not Republicans and Democrats working across the aisle. It's not about that. These are the progressives. They don't want to work. They don't want to work with moderate Democrats. They don't want to work with normal moderate Democrats. They certainly won't work with Republicans. They have to be defeated. All right, folks, right now it's 129. Good afternoon. It's Juan. It's John DePietro on this Friday. Let me see if I can get our friend uh, John Francis uh, on the line. I'm looking at he right now. He's got some more new items. He's got a Glock 22. Um, he's got some. John keeps up that Facebook page. I'll give him that. Yes, uh, John Francis, please. Okay, folks. All right. And, and again, he's got some. Uh, there he is, folks. Joining us right now from Competition Shooting Supplies is our friend John Francis. John, you have some uh, great new items I'm looking at right now on your Facebook page. Yes, and a lot of them are already gone. Already gone. All right, let's start with what about the Glock 22? Oh, uh, that is still here. Okay. What can you tell us about that? Uh, so that is a Gen 5 model, which is their latest version. Uh, that's the full-size 40 caliber. And it comes with uh, three 15-round magazines. Wow. Now, I, how did you get this Ruger Wrangler? Look how beautiful that twenty-two revolver is. Uh, so that was an allocated uh, item from one of my distributors. And that, and that particular version is an exclusive to that distributor only. Wow. Is that still there or is that gone? No, that is still here. Whoa. All right. Looks like I, I think I know where I'm going to be tomorrow. Now, let's so go, have, go uh, ahead. And, you know, for those folks that are Glock fans, I have a couple of uh, specialty models. I've got a 19 Generation 3, and a, it has a distressed type of finish to it, but it, the slide is decked out in the American flag theme. Uh, and I have another one that is in, like, an OD green uh, military Cerakote, and that also has a... 
flag theme to it as well, and that's a Gen 5 model. Wow. Now, John Francis, what can you tell us about the Aero Precision? So, yes, I am now going to be stocking uh, Aero Precision uh, products. Uh, so I just got a, par- a partial of my initial order. So I have an assortment of uh, black um, stripped lower receivers, and I've got an assortment of the stripped upper receivers in both black and flat dark earth. Wow. Now, what about that consignment piece? You wrote a blast from the past, the Intratech oh. Tech 22? So, yeah, so uh, back, in the, back in the 1990s, that brand, Intratech, was, uh, that was kind of like the Saturday night special of the day. Okay. Um, so, you know, Intratech, it's, uh, it's more of a collector piece. It really isn't going to be much of a shooter. They were not known for having a very good function. Hmm. Well, John Francis, again, the inventory folks comes in, continues to come in. There's no one more knowledgeable. Um, what are your, and I love the fact that you update the Facebook page, uh, page the way you do. John Francis, what are your hours for today, Friday, and also for tomorrow? Uh, so, uh, let's see. Today, uh, we're open till 6, tomorrow, uh, 9 to 4.30. Hey, one last question. How about that Ray Rickman? who is running for state Senate in Providence, and I don't think he's going to be successful election day, special election coming up on Tuesday. He's asking and requesting, he wants to put in for a one-year, did I hear one-year mandate? Uh, One year of of no new handguns sold in Rhode Island. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, good luck with that. Yeah, think how ridiculous that is. Uh, uh, Look, this is, this is just more moratorium ideology pandering. It is moratorium. That's what it was. A one year moratorium on handguns in Rhode Island. Absolutely yeah, ludicrous. I, I, even even the most liberal right. judges in this state would have a seriously hard time justifying that. Yeah, absolutely not happening. Yeah, folks, that's a clear he, violation of the Second Amendment. It is, John Francis. I'm going to see you tomorrow. I'm going to pop by okay. tomorrow. All right, I'll talk to you then. Thank you. All right, folks, John Francis, Competition Shooting Supply. Stop it and see him, 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. Well, folks, good afternoon again. It's Juan. It's John DePietro. Um, let me just see a couple of uh, other headlines. Um, this is a big day. I, um, I feel for many of the individuals, if you're a healthcare worker, th- this is tough. This is tough. Um, I think this thing was mishandled. I think it could have been handled a lot better. The way that many of our frontline workers who are losing their jobs today have been treated. Uh, I don't think it had to go down that way. And as I've said, I want to play, and I played this the other day. And again, folks, good afternoon at 134. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This is Jonathan Isaac of the Orlando Magic. He's an NBA player, and he's sitting there calmly talking to the media, and listen to him say why he chose not to be vaccinated. Jonathan, Josh Robbins with The Athletic. Uh, What is it about the vaccine that that makes you uh, hesitant to to, to get it? Uh, I I would start with, um, I've had COVID um, in the past, and so our, our understanding of antibodies of natural immunity has uh, changed a, a great deal from the onset of the pandemic and is still evolving. Um, I understand that the vaccine would uh, um, help if you, if you catch COVID and uh, you'll be able to have less symptoms um, from contracting it. But with me having COVID in the past and having antibodies um, with my current um, age group and uh, uh, fitness, physical fitness level, um, it's not necessarily a fear of mine. Uh, taking the vaccine, um, like I said, it would decrease my chances of uh, uh, having a severe reaction, but it does open me up to the, albeit rare chance, but the possibility of having an adverse reaction to the vaccine itself. Um, I don't believe that being unvaccinated means infected or being vaccinated means um, uninfected. You can still catch COVID um, with or with not having the vaccine. Um, I would say, honestly, the, the, the craziness of it all in terms of not being able to say that it should be everybody's fair choice without being demeaned or um, talked crazy to doesn't uh, 
make one comfortable to do what said person is uh, telling them to do. Um, yeah, I, I would say that's that's a couple of the reasons that um, you know I would say I, I'm hesitant at the time, but at the end of the day. Uh, I don't feel that it is, um, you know, anyone's reason to come out and say, well, this is why or this is not why. It should just be their decision. And, um, you know, loving your neighbors, not just loving those that, that agree with you or look like you or uh, move in the same way that you do. It's, it's uh, You know, folks, it is, um, I, I don't know how we got to this place. I, I really don't. I, I don't know how we got to such division. Um. I'm like a lot of people. I, I don't understand it. I really don't. It should it should never even happen this way. I, I still don't understand. People are now losing their jobs. People were desperate for it. Now people are willing to lose their jobs over it. Um, I, I don't know what to... Wow, this is big. <laughs> the Arizona senator... Kristen Sima left D.C. earlier today. <laughs> well, good luck with the vote. She's not even there anymore. Wow. Folks, we're keeping one eye on um, Washington right now. Um, we also just see this. I, I, I just, and Biden's not, the, the, the strong arm approach. I, I don't, does anyone really think it's working? And you know what's something else that everyone brings up, and they certainly brought it up during my the, the days in Washington, is just the fact that all these illegals are being let in. And folks, none of them, they haven't, they haven't been tested, let alone been given the vaccine. Here it is. This is NBC News. A crisis at the border tonight and a warning this evening that as many as 400,000 migrants, an unprecedented number, could cross into this country next month. Julia Ainsley has more on this. After those dramatic scenes at that crowded migrant camp under a border bridge in Del Rio, tonight, U.S. officials telling NBC News the Biden administration is preparing for an even more massive surge in October. Up to 400,000 migrants crossing the border, which would be a record, nearly doubling the stunning numbers we've seen the last two months, which were a 21-year high. You know, folks, you can't ignore that without question... They're looking to basically just replace, replace the, the voters that are here, right? I, I, I mean, no one can deny that. that that's what's happening. 400,000 more people are going to be coming in. That's a plan. Now, I'm also looking at Providence Journal. Almond-era political operative emerges possible GOP candidate for governor. Dave Darlington, I know Dave, former director. Constituent affairs for Governor Allman. Now, keep in mind, Link Allman left office in 2002. <laughs> it was 20 years ago. Um, he won re-election in 19, uh, 1998. And then I interviewed him one time. Had no interest really in politics. He just wanted to smoke cigarettes, go to Greg's. Or Angelo's and lay on the beach on the Cape. Okay. Uh, Kathy Gregg with the story. A day ago, there were no announced Republican candidates for governor. Now it appears there may be two by Columbus Day. House Minority Leader Blake Filippi and GOP campaign operative Dave Darlington. Darlington confirms, I've decided to run. We're taking early organizational steps. Happy to talk with you. I'm ready to officially launch. Flippy told the journal, we're still considering our entry. You'll be the first to know when our decision is made. Darlington declined to answer questions Thursday about his impetus for running, for example, potential platform, but said he's 59 years old, born and raised in Cumberland, Lives in North Kingstown for the past 22 years. Dan McKee was my brother's neighbor for years. Never met him. I was GOP chairman in Cumberland. Ran twice for the House and once for the Senate. 2001. I think how long ago that was. 20 years ago, Allman appointed Darlington, who worked in the governor's office at the time, to fill the uncompleted term of a departing member of the Rhode Island Bridge and Turnpike Authority. 
Almond reappointed Darlington to a four-year term in 2002. Governor Kachiri reappointed Darlington two more four-year terms, 2006-2010. He resigned in May of 2014 after he suffered a heart attack during an interview on the Buddy Sancy show. I remember that, actually. I've known Dave uh, for a long time. In a statement the day he resigned, he said, it may not have been a secret. I had a recent heart health issue. Time for me to take a break. Um, his potential interest in re-entering surfaced. Not any statement from him. Susie Yankee um, told the journal Darlington asked a Republican he knew to lay the groundwork for him to meet with her. I don't, didn't know him, didn't recognize the name. Somebody jogged my head. He had been the head of the Turnpike Authority, had a heart attack. Oh, that guy. They met over coffee on Wednesday at Panera Bread in East Greenwich. According to Sienke, he told you wanted to jump in. She told him, you're going to have a primary. You even work if someone else wants to jump in. He said he's going to put some money into it. This is what I tell all our candidates. Spend some money, do a poll, see what your name recognition is. If you can't hit 30%, Name recognition now, you're wasting your money, or you're going to have to spend a lot of money to get that. She, shed, she said that she believes there's an opening for a Republican. When Matt Brown jumped in, the landscape changed. Far left. She cited Allman's 1994 win against the one-time Senator Mirth York, who at the time was considered an ultra-liberal. Well, this is a whole different game. Uh, that same year, Darlington waged his second unsuccessful Republican bid for a House seat in Cumberland. And was named chairman of the uh, gubernatorial candidate for Allman. Uh, ba ba He became the focus of a 2001 controversy when Operation Clean Government issued a report questioning whether his staff used state credit cards for personal purchases. Uh, the journal focused hardest criticism on Dave Darlington, former special assistant, rang up 12,000 visa charges that included extravagant lunches and personal purchases. Um, boom, boom, boom. Personal type purchases, $150 charge for framed art from Providence Picture Frame. Um, so there's that. And I'm pretty sure he was involved with the Jim Bennett campaign for governor in 2002, who was defeated in the Republican primary. Was defeated in the Republic, Republican primary by Don Kachiri. So um, I don't know what to make of that uh, other than if, first of all, you can't stop anyone from running. You can't stop anyone from running. If he wants to run, then he can run. I haven't talked to him in quite some time. I think I last talked to him when he was with the Bridge and Turnpike Authority, Dave Darlington. I know he caught a lot of heat about the tolls on the bridges on the, I'm going to say the Mount Hope. That was a huge deal. Someone even set off an explosive on that. So, um, I'm going to wait and see till I talk to him. So I, I don't know what to, uh, I don't know what to make of Dave Darlington announcing he's going to run. But I do know, I do know, folks, that it is Friday. And if you want to, if you're looking, maybe you're saying, you know what, I'd like to go to a good place this weekend, have a drink, have some dinner. I have the spot. I do. You want to stop in and see Shane and everybody at the Centerdale, the Centerdale Revival. And they're located 2025 Smith Street in North Providence. There's a link right at the website, depetro.com, Centerdale Revival. Pop in and see them this weekend. I was there at the beginning of September, and the food is delicious. The drinks are great. Great staff, great service. I'll see you at Senadale Revival. Folks, it is also Friday. Maybe you want to go out to lunch today or maybe have some dinner tonight. Make sure you pop by and see our friends at the Coesed Inn, 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick. Biggest bar in the state. Great menu. Something for everyone. There they are at the Coesed Inn. So it is one. I want to um, recap a little bit, folks, of our trip to D.C. Again, we're going to have some more interviews and also some 
some uh, video posted from there and some of the interviews audio. But the, I'll tell you, the, the sheriffs, the Border Patrol, they, they are just, they, they are tough as they come. Tough as they come. And they are just mortified at what is happening at the border. And something that, that I think is going to really help whoever it is that may challenge the Democrat nominee is the fact that what could truly aid them is that Biden is just going down in flames. You know, I feel terrible for many of the frontline workers that are losing their jobs today. Let me play a little bit of um, the Channel 12 piece. Uh. 12 News reporter Courtney Carter spoke to them today and joins us now live in studio with what they said and why they're making this choice. Courtney? Well, it's down to the wire for these workers. When it comes to getting the vaccine, if they don't, they'll likely be out of a job tomorrow. And I spoke to a group of healthcare workers who say it's their religious right and their choice not to get a vaccine, saying they don't know much about it and it shouldn't be forced to, shouldn't be forced to put it in their body. With a combined 100 years plus of experience, four healthcare workers from Women and Infants say it's with great shock and disbelief that they feel they have been tossed aside. Zeros. Yep. Yes. It's gonna. It's gonna feel safe. We won't comply. We're saying no. Right. And they're going to make us lose our jobs. Ah. Ian Rich, who has worked in healthcare for 32 years, says they have even faced discrimination and a toxic work environment because they won't get the vaccine. And our co-workers aren't speaking out for us either. We worked through this. We, we, we did this together. We rallied together. We were a team in the beginning of the pandemic, working closely side by side. And now this is tearing us apart. I have not infected one patient that I know of. They all say they wear masks at work and do twice weekly testing that should be sufficient. They're all seeking religious exemptions. It goes against all of my religious beliefs to the core of my existence. Two out of the four say they have gotten COVID already and Rich says she feels her antibodies are enough protection. Who knows what it's going to do years from now. I have my own God-given antibodies against this virus. They all say they love their jobs, but will lose them if it meant violating their beliefs. Outrageous. I can't even believe that in America mm-hmm. Thank that you. this could happen. I'm a single mom of Absolutely. two. Absolutely. I have no family support financially. I don't know what I will do. Now the group tells me they'll be taking part in a protest tomorrow of unvaccinated healthcare workers at the state house coming up at six. I asked them at this point, is there anything that can change their mind? Well, I'll have that answer. I'm Courtney Carter, 12 News. You know, I I, I feel bad, folks, uh, because I also just received a message that one of our listeners went to go to a pharmacy. Let me find his exact message. Um... Let's see. Uh, went to a local pharmacy in Cumberland, closed due to the pharmacist shortage. They tell you to go elsewhere. See, this is going to have all kinds of unintended consequences. And I'll tell you, folks, where else is who's really going to get hurt by this are the nursing homes. Those are not easy jobs. And they're kicking a lot of those people out today. I, as I have said, I think this was poorly handled. Uh, those women that you just heard, and I've met a number of them. I've met a number of them at some of the protests. They deserved to sit down or be in some kind of a meeting with some healthcare professionals who at least could have a conversation with them. But for the life of me, I don't understand that Dr. Scott and also Governor McKee will not even sit with them, won't even hear them out. I don't, I don't get that in any way. It is, um, I, it, it makes no sense. And the fact that they feel that way is problematic to me. Now, folks, again, good afternoon on this Friday. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This portion of the program brought to you by Endzone Sports Pub. 960 Menden Road in Cumberland. Pop in and see Dana in the crew. I'll tell you, it's great. And this Sunday night, that is the place to go. 
to watch Tom Brady and the Bucks take on Belichick, Belichick and the Patriots. End Zone Sports Pub, 960 Menden Road in Cumberland. And remember, they also have karaoke on Friday and Saturday, the NFL ticket on Sunday. It's a great place to watch a game. And that, folks, that that is the game. This has a Super Bowl-type feel to it. It's the national conversation. It's the biggest national sports story. And um, and hopefully, it's a decent game. Now, Brady doesn't seem well. Tom Brady, if you saw yesterday, interview yesterday, I mean, he seems under the weather. This is a lot of pressure on him. I mean, if Belichick feels lousy, then Belichick just feels lousy on the sidelines. Brady has to go out and perform. Tom Brady has to play in the game. You know, it is so sad, though. Right? It, it's just, it's, it's just sad. Um, let me just read this. Progressive rep Mark Polkin says, Manchin's proposal has probably helped some things move loose, but he adds half a... Manchamania has now shown us something. Waiting for the half show something other than a designer purse. Um, he's saying no more than 1.5 trillion. So let me also hear this is the view. LeBron has no public stance on vaccinations. 90% of NBA players are vaccinated. Kareem Abdul Jabbar urges the rest of the players. LeBron feels it's a personal decision. That's Whoopi Goldberg going after. Yeah, I don't want to hear her. Going after LeBron. Listen, LeBron's about LeBron. LeBron is about LeBron. Uh, let's see. I, I don't know what's going to happen in Washington, but all eyes are on that. Biden's agenda is in jeopardy. This, If this fails, it is a tough blow to President Biden. This is the ABC story. A brave face on what is a tough day for the Biden agenda and the Biden presidency. Aides insisting that this is just one step in what is always the long, difficult process of passing major legislation. Democracy is messy, they keep telling us. But last night in the final scramble to get something, anything passed on the Hill, it seemed more than messy here. Uh, No one really seemed to have a real grasp of what was going on. Plans changed back and forth on whether the president would make a public statement. He hasn't spoken publicly since Monday, and the mood here veered from giddy hopes to exhaustion and resignation. There's just no papering over how tough a blow this is to President Biden. He's the leader of his party. Democrats set this deadline, and he failed to unite the party to get it done. Folks, it's failing. It's failing. They just don't want to admit it, but it's not happening. It is not going to happen. Now, what does that mean? It really means, I think, that this Biden suffers humiliating setback. Democrat civil war means Pelosi delays the vote again. It's not going to happen. This could be very strong for a Republican running in Rhode Island. Because, but, but listen, we all know people were voting against President Trump. No one was, I, I don't think, no one was really voting for President Biden. No one really was, not really, right? They were just voting against Trump. Something different. It seemed like there was just a lot of chaos um, nonstop. And I think as a result of that, Biden became, you know, let's just have, take a break, safe, boring Joe. But it, it's, he's not going to unite anybody. And I love the Wall Street Journal is exactly right. And that is that Biden trying to do this, Biden elected as a moderate trying to pass a Bernie Sanders piece of agenda. So I also want to hear, this was Senator John Kennedy, who was on with Tucker Carlson last night. And I guess the moral of the story is, this is what happens. This is what happens when you have a president and a treasury secretary who, who are on a mission from God to please... 
pink-haired wokers who carry around Ziploc bags of kale. Th this is what happens when, when you have a president and a secretary who want to tax, spend, and regulate America into neo-socialism. Now, folks, good afternoon at 156. It's John DePietro. I want to again thank the great Jeff Gamache. Without Jeff, I mean, Jeff is the one said, here's how we're going to do the Washington broadcast. And as always, he was dead on the money. I also want to thank R.E. Coogan and Heating. Folks, it was a tremendous broadcast in D.C. The week started that on Sunday night, as I was grilling and watching Tom Brady and the Bucks against the Rams, and all of a sudden, our hot water heater gave out after 10 years of loyal service, providing us with hot water. So what did I do? Did I, did I try to fix it? No. Juan is not talented that way. Did I panic? No. What did I do? What did you do? I called R.E. Coogan and Heating, 24-hour emergency service, 401-732-6562. Gas boiler, oil burner, hot water tank, plumbing, heating, cooling, helpful, trustworthy, reliable. Look for them on Facebook and the website is recooganheating.com. recooganheating.com. Folks, call them today, 401-732-6562, 401-732-6562. It's R.E. Coogan and Heating. As Coog says, listen, let us into your home. He said to me, Juan, let us into your home. Don't fix it alone. R.E. Coogan and Heating. Plumbing, heating, and cooking. And, and I, listen, I experienced it. Well, out of nowhere, we didn't get a notice. Hey, your your hot water tank's going to kick. Doesn't happen that way. Boom, that's why they call it an emergency. You know, suddenly, boom, there's something wrong. And there's nothing worse, by the way, where out of nowhere, there's something wrong with your plumbing or heating. Hey, good cold last night. <laughs> or cooling, helpful, trustworthy, reliable. Look for them on Facebook. The website is recooganheating.com. On Monday, boom, Coogs was out at the house, gave us a brand new 50-gallon tank, and we are good to go. R.E. Coogan Heating. Folks, the independent man. Juan, I don't just talk the talk. I walk the walk. I'm encouraging you to do what I did myself. Call them, 401-732-6562. Also, big supporter of law enforcement back in the blue. It's R.E. Coogan and Heating, 401-732-6562. Folks, good afternoon. Now, right now, it is 1.59 on this Friday. It is October 1st. Uh, you're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. I implore you to visit the website, dipietro.com. If you'd like to reach me, if you'd like to support the program, you can also buy some nice merchandise in our shop or... If you want to uh, advertise on the program, continually have new advertisers, you can click Contact John. Now, other big news that I'll probably, I'm trying to figure out, I will probably be at Alley's Donuts at some point. Matt has stepped away from Alley's Donuts, so we will um, follow up on that. But keep an eye on Washington. So coming up, you're going to hear the 2 o'clock news, and then the John Dion program comes your way. I will be doing Facebook Live over the course of the weekend. We're back on the radio Monday at 11. Again, thank you to everyone for uh, the D.C. broadcast and then also, of course, the great Jeff Gamache. Folks, enjoy this Friday. W-A-R-E.